the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the property pod with moneyweb my name is suren naidu and i've been covering the broader property industry for over 15 years in this episode, I speak to Joanne Solomon, CEO of the SA Real Estate Investment Trust Association, on the extensive COVID-19 rental relief that SA RIT members have given tenants in the midst of this pandemic. SA RIT represents a listed property sector in South Africa, which has been one of the hardest hit industries in the face of COVID-19. But it's not all doom and gloom. The industry has also risen to the challenge by offering rental relief to thousands of embattled tenants. Most of these have been smaller businesses and the worst affected tenants, such as restaurants, gyms and cinemas. Welcome, Joanne. Thanks, Irene. Isarit has done some initial research into the value of rental relief offered to tenants last year. It already runs into a few billion rand. Tell us a little bit more about what's transpired on this front. Thanks, Seren. I think as a little bit of context, it's important to, to mention that establishing a research committee for SA REIT became very evident through COVID. To lobby with government and to speak to the regulators, we did need to have a lot more of our information close at hand. So we established this committee, and this is their first report. We focused on trying to quantify the, the level of research that was provided. There are a lot of numbers being bandied around and we thought the easiest place to start would be with our own members, where the information's in the public domain. So it's the first report. Obviously, we could only work with publicly available information. So that leads us to a second report that will come out at a later stage. So uh, value 3 billion rand. To what period was this? And obviously, different companies have uh, different year hands and that sort of thing. You're absolutely right. I think what we understood from the outset is that this would never be a holistic number. So you'll look at, um, in fact, of the, the larger REITs, most of them could only report April to June. Anything else that has become available was aggregated. So the different reporting periods was a challenge we had to, to work around so that we could only work with what was available. So I'm maybe putting you on the spot a little bit. It could run into several billion rand over time, considering rental relief continuing. Yes, we don't have the hard lockdown, but uh, some tenants are still benefiting. I'm sure the likes of the cinemas, um, Sterkinico is in business rescue. They may well be asking their landlords for some sort of relief. We are anticipating it almost doubling from the three billion that we have reported on in the first one. So we do expect it to be significantly larger, considering the larger funds have only got a small portion of their relief in the report at this stage. It's big numbers. And obviously, it's just the SA RITs, you know, the, the bigger property industry, there are a lot of unlisted and privately owned players that may well have offered. But um, clearly, the, the RIT sector has come to the party. Joanne, I mentioned a rental relief going to some of the hardy tenants. Has this been well received? I suppose landlords can't really help all tenants. When we've written stories on this initially, there were people complaining about different landlords. But I suppose you still have to welcome 
this sort of relief. The property industry is very organized and they seem to have assisted where they can. Absolutely. I think what one would see right at the outset, there was some guidance publicly distributed and the intention was absolutely to help the SMMEs as a first port of call with the feeling that the larger tenants, especially those that operated in essential services, would probably have stronger balance sheets to get through that initial period. It was extremely welcomed by the smaller tenants. In fact, a number of the tenants have written and expressed that they would not have survived without the proactive and proactive support and quick support of, of, the, of our members. That's great. Joanne, bigger tenants also benefited from this uh, scheme or the rental relief. Moneyweb was on top of the story when the initial lockdown first began and there were threats from some of the bigger retailers, you know, not to pay. I don't really want to go into the issue because that's been sorted or the industry has worked it out with the relevant landlords. But I'm just trying to understand it's also the bigger tenants that benefited from this. And I don't know if you have stats on it, but I just want to understand is there a split or is it kind of evenly handed? Or So it's a good point to raise because we haven't included that in the first report. Mm. I think the observation to make those, each fund is different and would have offered the relief appropriate what they can and did offer. Um, it's interesting to see, you know, where funds differ will depend on the makeup of their portfolio. Mm. And I think the portfolios that, or the asset class that was more resilient in this time, like industrial, there was different type of relief. And I think what's important point to mention is the difference between discounts and and deferrals. Mm. What's really encouraging is that 80% of the relief provided was in discounts, non-recoverable really to support businesses and our members will not see any returns coming from that. Building on that, you could see then that the more resilient sectors offered more deferrals and discounts. Mm. So I think one really has to look at each fund and see the makeup of their portfolio. And I think in that, we could look at in our second version, in that would probably be some of the answers as to the size of the, the tenants that have been supported. I'll be looking forward to the second report then. In terms of research for this report, maybe just a little kudos to who were involved and just tell us who helped uh, SA RIT uh, put this report together. There were three members from the research committee and once again a bit of context is building on the credible information that we need to deliver. We made a concerted effort to not fill the committee with REITs members. So it's headed by Mila Beatty and Jackie from Attack is Vice. And then we've got buy side analysts, sell side, academia, economist. Uh, so we've got quite a diverse set of skills. This particular project was led by Phil Bartram, who's uh, Phil Bartram Consulting. Pranita Dyer from Anchor did a lot of the contacting and verification of the information. And indeed, Nietzsche Tenzi, she gave an economic overview of what was offered by the government to give it some sort of context as to where this fitted in and how successful this has been relative to some of the other initiatives that were offered as relief um, in different forms in different sectors. The listed sector is one of the most organized in corporate South Africa. 
Give us some insight into SA RIT's involvement on the whole rental relief package offered. From our reporting on the whole issue, last year, originally uh, SAPOA, the SA Property Owners Association and Shopping Council of South Africa were involved, but ultimately this whole process was led by SA RIT. It was. I think Estian took the lead, so by nature of him being chairman of SA RIT, it did give us a strong voice. But I think what's encouraging to note is that the lockdown hadn't even started and this group started to form. So it started a conversation on WhatsApp between a few people and it just grew. And SAPOA and SA REIT, as well as SACSC, were all involved from the outset. You know, the main objective was to organize ourselves as an industry to be able to have a stronger voice and to have more impact. And I think that was quite successful. Yeah, so it was also beyond the listed property funds as well. So the larger property funds and owners were also very involved in finding solutions. And then the engagements ranged from dealing with the Banking Association to dealing with National Treasury and dealing with our regulators as Mm. well as with tenants. So it was quite a diverse group of people, but all the, the big associations actively involved. Before we go, Joanne... You were appointed CEO of SA RIT in May last year. Next month will be a full year. It's a little bit of a baptism of sorts. Very tumultuous time. Obviously, it's got a little bit easier with lower lockdown levels. But maybe you want to end on a personal note and on your time at SA RIT and what you hope to achieve in your new role. Right. I think what was fortunate for me is that the property industry group was up running and had already established much of what they needed to do, despite the fact that it is still ongoing. But it did give me the opportunity then to focus on the REITs themselves, because you might know that there was no formal arrangement on how to service them, and so that was my role. In starting, my biggest objective was to, to relook the strategy and introduce some key pillars, which we've done. We also engaged a bit with stakeholders to identify the key points. So I've got a good foundation of what is needing to be done and what we're currently busy with. So it is going to be a busy year, but we certainly haven't seen the end of COVID. So uh, let's see what it brings. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Joanne. Thanks, Serene. That was Joanne Solomon, CEO of SA Rit. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Serene Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Seren on Twitter at Seren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories.